Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bots have a podcast network. Listen different. back to Simpin' After Dark, everyone. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back with another solo episode for you. I have a lot of fun topics lined up today. If you are new here, welcome. And just to break it down real quick, Simpin' After Dark is a podcast where every week I pick a new song, I dissect the lyrics a little bit, and use them kind of as a segue into multiple conversations about relationships and like every aspect of it, you know, like breakups, love, toxic shit, heartbreak, and everything in between pretty much. And from there, I just talk about whatever pops in my mind based on what I am seeing online lately. I do have a few tweets today and a TikTok that I want to get into and also a like recommended topic or suggestion that somebody reached out to me to talk about so I'm going to be getting into that and real quick before I dive into the music or announce the song I just want to remind whoever is not aware yet that the hoodies are available on simpinafterdark.com they are cute as fuck so make sure to go get yours before they sell out all right let's get into it I hope everyone is having a beautiful night and a beautiful week so far It is Aries season, and Aries season is very much giving what it's supposed to give. I know everyone's probably over the Oscars talk by now. I am too, and I'm recording this on Monday. It's the day after, and I'm already way over it, so don't worry. I'm not going to be talking about that at all. There are enough people online giving their takes, all that. I am very pro Will Smith over here, and... That's all I gotta say about that. But pretty much the only reason I brought it up is because I was just like laughing, editing my clips from last week and how it was Aries season. And I was very much in that Aries energy, all about just kind of like being impulsive, confrontational. So it's funny seeing that Aries energy just manifest everywhere. I feel like it has been kind of crazy. So it's pretty funny to watch. Like I'm definitely all about like peacefulness and love all that hippie shit you know but I'm also you know duality also very much about 
telling people how you feel, no matter if those are kind of a little bit of hostile feelings. And sometimes a bitch needs to know what's up. And sometimes a bitch needs to get smacked. I am very pro smack a bitch. So yeah, that's that. Next topic. Move it on. Today, I'm going to be talking about lucky day. Finally, I feel like it's been a very long time coming. I love his music a lot. He has many songs that I could get into, but I picked the song over from his latest album. I think it's an album, I'm pretty sure, Candy Drip. But this song actually dropped like last year sometime, end of the year. But it is such a good fucking song. He samples Music Soul Child's song Half Crazy and flips it just beautifully. The beat is super dope and his voice is just like butter over it. So I am ready to get into it. The entire album is amazing, but you know, I can only pick one song. But I think like my favorites on there are NWA featuring Lil Dirk. What else? Compassion featuring Child and used to be but they're also good the whole thing is a vibe it has definitely been in the rotation for me recently well since it dropped it's been literally a few weeks like two three weeks but yeah so the song over oh wait my bad let me play a clip of the song first so good i love it so much i actually just watched the music video again it actually dropped in like September last year, so just getting a little refresher on it. And it has just like an element of like a bad dream to it where it's like you keep repeating the same cycle. It's like never ending and it just like starts out like one way and then it like happens again, but it's like a little bit different. So that is like definitely a relatable feeling if you've ever been in a toxic relationship, a cycle like that where like it just won't end you guys just keep going back to each other it just literally feels like a fucking nightmare so i love the video it's really good and it helps kind of like give more context to the lyrics the song pretty much if you listen to the lyrics at all is about just a relationship that you can't seem to let go of you know you just keep going back over and over again it's toxic it's not good for anyone we've all been there so there's lots for me to get into there's also kind of an element of maybe it might be about like a sneaky link type thing, a little bit more toxic than it comes off. I'm not really sure. He mentions like mixed signals a lot and people like not making up their mind, going back and forth. So I'm not really sure, but let's get into it and find out. All right. So verse one, he says, every time we link up, it's only us there. We're thinking, will we get there? Is it wrong? Is it right? You know that I miss you, but I be getting mixed signals. Why you slow down? Don't stop this green light. So that is just a behavior of people that are very confused about a relationship. 
Because, you know, like, your mind is telling you, what the fuck are you doing? Don't do this. But your heart is like, yes, oh my god, I love them. So it's like that fucking meme of, like, the stop sign and it says, like, stop, but it's green. You know, like, that's a mixed-ass signal. Like, do I go or not? Like, are we in this? Are we not in this? Because if we're both not in this, it's not going to work. And that's the thing with toxic relationships like that is you don't really know if you're both in it. Like, you can know what you want to a degree because even then you're second-guessing yourself. But you don't really know what the fuck the other person wants at the end of the day. Because if they're half in, half out, like, how do you trust someone like that? Because, like, are you doing shit behind my back when we're not together? Like, who else are you talking to? Those are all thoughts and feelings that you do not want to be having in a relationship. That shit is not helping at all. So I could see why he's, like, questioning this. And the pre-chorus, he says, Now you're calling me special when you know I can't have you. When I'm on to the next one. Oh, now you want to get aggressive? Oh, fuck do you mean? You keep on making me leave. Nightmares turned into a dream. If you're so toxic to me, what am I fiending? And like at this point in the videos, like when it first kind of shows him, it seems like it's leading up to him performing at a show. And he's just like walking down a hallway with all like these fans, like girls and everyone all around him, touching him, just like wanting him and it seems like he's kind of loving it and then like later on it like repeats again and like the next time he's a little bit like stressed out like scared where he's like oh my god like haven't I been here like I have literally fucking been here before what the fuck is going on it feels like I'm living this nightmare like he seems very disoriented which is a feeling that you have when you're in a toxic relationship and like the reason I was kind of like wondering if this is like a sneaky link type thing is when he says, now you're calling me special when you know I can't have you when I'm on to the next one. It seems kind of like he has moved on, but like they keep kind of going back to each other. Like she keeps kind of trying to suck him back in with like, you know, pouring out her feelings to him and being like, oh, we should be together. And then he's confused because he's like, why are you saying all this when you know we can't be together? And that is really on some toxic shit. Like, I can understand, even though, like, it's toxic for sure, like, I can understand being in a relationship where you're, like, on and off and trying to work through shit and then you break up because whatever. But, like, for me, and I feel like I'm definitely not the only one, but I feel like I'm in the minority on this as far as, like, what I can see. Like, I can't fucking deal with knowing that the person I'm fucking with, like, if we're on a break or, like, on and off, whatever, I can't deal knowing that you're fucking around with other girls while we're on a break. Like, if that's what you're gonna do, um, oh, I'm not playing that shit at all. And I feel like some people do that shit and they're okay with it. And I don't know why. Like, first of all, like, I'm not dealing with those fucking feelings. My blood will be boiling. I will want to kill someone. But second of all, it's just making the entire situation so much messier than it needs to be because now we're like dealing with your feelings for this person over here. I'm wondering like who else is there? Are you guys just fucking? And it kind of reminds me of like when Young Student Loans was on, like does she fuck better than me? Like is your guys' sex better? Does she make you laugh more? Oh hell no. Nah, see like I can't play that. So I don't know. Like let me know what you guys think from me. I don't give a fuck if we're broken up for five years. I've said this before on an episode. Like, I don't care how long, like, we break up. Don't come back to me if you have freaking put your dick inside someone else. Like, I can't take it. 
Am I psycho? Maybe. I don't fucking know, but I really don't care. I just don't play that. At that rate, I will find someone new. There is plenty of motherfucking fish in the sea. And then that line, nightmares turned into a dream. If you're so toxic to me, what am I feigning? Also super relatable for not just toxic relationships, but I think like a narcissistic abuse type relationship, which it doesn't have to be, but it reminds me of that where it's like, you know, the love bombing is like the dream phase of it. And then like something happens and it's back to the nightmare era of the fucking relationship where you remember like, oh yeah, that's right. We can't even get along for that long because it's always going back to this. So the music video does like a beautiful job of portraying that. And then the chorus is because I thought it was over, got me thinking my feelings over. You keep doing it over and over. You keep calling me back. I'm just trying to get closure, but you pulling me closer and closer. Phone ringing like over and over because you keep calling me back. Why you keep calling me back? And if you've ever dealt with someone like guy or girl, like where you try to break up with them and they don't let you. Like, that shit is intense. It is draining. It reminds me of, like, the Kanye and Kim thing where, like, she probably tried to break it off and give him a chance so many times. And even when she's moved on, like, he won't let go of her. That shit is toxic as hell. Like, I'm very big on if someone lets you know they don't want to be with you, you need to fucking respect that and let them move on. Because I think at that point, it's like one of you sees the reality of what it is. Like, yeah, that shit's not ever going to work. We need to cut this off. Start fresh with new people because this is going to fuck us up forever if we don't let it go. And the other person is still like holding on, thinking this is a game and that it's magically going to get better one day when realistically, no, it's not. When it's like that, no, it's not. Like 90% of the time, at least, I don't think it will change which that's the scary thing about statistics even though I pulled that statistic out of my ass completely it sounds right to me but even hearing that like nine out of ten times it's not gonna get better it's not gonna ever change even hearing that people believe that they're gonna be the 10 percent you know that one relationship out of the 10 that can make it CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And 
And you know what? To each their own, like, do you. But you got to protect your peace and your mental health because you don't want to, like, end up five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years down the road. Like, I've had people talk to me about how they got out of a toxic relationship after ten years, bro. And it's not like that was time wasted because obviously you needed that many fucking years to learn your lesson. And that's like no shade, no shame, nothing like that. But just like, at least you learned something from it, right? But the tough part is the healthy relationship that comes after that. Because you got a lot of healing to do, so. I know it probably sounds nice to like be in a healthy relationship after you get out of a toxic one, especially a really long relationship. But I think taking time for yourself is 100% what you need. Because being in that toxic cycle for a long time like that will fuck you up for sure. And you don't want to go like ruining the next relationship because you didn't take the time to heal. And then in verse 2, there's like a line that I want to just talk about really quick. He says, you say you don't mean it, just want it when it's convenient. And that just ties into what I was just talking about. Because it's really easy to fall back into that cycle when you start to feel lonely. When you just like go cold turkey and don't talk to them. It's so easy to just, like, want to hit him up, like, for a quick fuck or just to, like, hang out real quick, like, just as friends. It's very easy because, like, when you take that space, it's, like, probably going to make it so that you guys can get along better knowing that there's, like, not really pressure and you're not together. But you will quickly remember why you're not together. So don't fall for, like, the convenience. Convenience isn't always the better option. (laughs) And then the bridge, and it goes into the outro, is really good. He says, now you're walking on a thin line. We've been through it like 10 times. I'm going to put you in line. Yeah, I had you on an incline. Now I don't even want to reply. I'm going to have to decline. You show me I don't want to rewind. No, you attend, but the attitude ain't fine. And then at the end of the music video, it shows like he's finally going up to perform like before the curtain opens. They're holding hands, and she like goes to kind of walk away. And you could see that it's hard for both of them to let go. Like, he's, like, really holding on. She kind of has to yank it. And then the curtain opens, and he's just standing there with only underwear on to just kind of play on the whole aspect of dream to nightmare and how disorienting it could be when you finally let go and you just feel, like, naked and alone in a way. Like, dreams are really crazy, though. I feel like I just read somewhere... That having dreams about, like, someone cheating on you all the time or just doing you dirty. Because I used to have these all the time. And I was reading that it pretty much just have to do with, like, insecurity or just having a relationship where you don't feel, like, emotional safety, emotional security, or, like, you could trust them. But it's pretty much just you being in your head too much about shit, which is hard not to. But when you're in a toxic relationship like that, I feel like you're just, like internalizing all these feelings and causing yourself to have these dreams which in turn these dreams get in your head and make you think like oh my god maybe it's a fucking sign from the universe that they're fucking doing something sneaky you know so gotta get your mind right and really clear that shit up and that's why toxic relationships are nuts because like they really will have you going crazy and just like leaking into like your entire life like don't you want peace don't you want emotional security you gotta let that shit go But I think the reason we kind of have a hard time letting go sometimes is that little fear that like, what if I let them go and then the next relationship they're in, they finally change. 
it makes you feel like, damn, I should have given them one more chance because that change that they gave to the next person could have been mine. Kind of like that crazy ass thought when people are like gambling addicts and like especially like on the slot machines where like they don't want to leave because they like have this huge fear that as soon as they get up and leave that the next person that comes and sits down in that seat like they're gonna fucking win the jackpot. I don't even gamble and like I've done slot machines a few times just like for fun like no fucking big money at all like I do not like to fucking play my money. But I've had that fear and I'm pretty sure it's irrational. I don't know if there's any statistic to that. I don't think staying on the same machine is going to up your chances or not versus switching machines. But it just kind of shows like how irrational that fear is of like cutting someone off finally because you feel like maybe one more chance. Maybe they'll really change this time. Or what if they change for the next person? I should have just kept them around, you know, and like that's not a sane thought to have. I get it though, but you know. And sometimes that does happen and like I see girls kind of like crying about it on like TikTok and Twitter where it's like, damn, I just see him giving her everything that I asked him to do. Or even like that post that I went over with Young Student Loans where it was like that lady talking about her ex-husband and how like he finally changed when he got remarried. And she was like making it about herself and how she should have been more patient. No, she shouldn't have. And just like in any version of that it's like it's not about you ever like they're not going to change until they're ready to change that may be with you that may be with another person but it's literally only about them and also like you can't be like worrying about what they're doing in their next relationship because first of all like you don't know what it's really like behind closed doors like I think especially in a toxic relationship like that like if they get into a new relationship immediately it's probably to spite you or because They haven't healed. They don't want to take the time to deal with their self, with their own thoughts. They don't want to be alone. So they're going to go be with the next first available person that pops into their life or says yes to them. And if they're super toxic like that, they're probably going to make it seem like they're doing everything for this new person. Out of spite sometimes, like some of these dudes really be evil villains. Like I used to think that wasn't true, but I think some of them are. Maybe that's just like a narcissist. I think that's very like a narcissistic thing to do. That guy on TikTok, Mental Healness, I forget his name, but he actually talks about that a lot. How like a lot of times narcissists will find their new supply and they'll make it seem like they're doing everything with this new person just to piss off the other partner to make them feel like they fucked up when you cut them off. They don't like to be cut off. People like that, like if they don't respect when you're saying like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. They may not be a narcissist, but they for sure are displaying narcissistic tendencies. And it's just like a complete disrespect of your boundaries. And they probably for sure will be the type to try to make you jealous in the next relationship. But that's why you can't be checking for them. But just remember that you don't know what it actually is like behind closed doors. And maybe it is nice and perfect and they are doing everything for like the first few weeks months maybe who knows but I think eventually people go back to who they are like if they're a shitty person and they took no time to heal they're definitely a hundred percent gonna go back to who they were also made up that statistic but it also seems very right you know what I mean so don't ever think like damn I should have just stuck it out like nah fuck that they should have fucking actually changed and yeah sometimes it could be both of you you know like No one person is ever perfect. It's never just one person's fault. 
like the fact that you keep going back to this person that's toxic of you as well that also is highlighting your codependency and things that you need to work on at the end of the day someone is gonna have to cut it off so if it seems like they're not gonna do it then like you really do have to be the bigger person so and it takes a lot of strength and it fucking hurts like that last shot in that music video is really beautiful it almost like it made me cry a little bit really illustrates that feeling you know all right so i want to talk about a tweet that was causing some controversy or some discourse you know this week this girl tweeted at Saini underscore Maxwell, she said, had dinner with a dude who didn't compliment me once. I thought that was really weird. I haven't spoken to him since. Somehow that turned into a bunch of fucking discourse. Like, I don't know how people could have a problem with that. Especially guys when they're over here talking mad shit and calling it preference. This is a preference. Not dating someone that doesn't know how to compliment you. That's a preference shitting on a certain body type to say like i only fuck with this type of body types that's not a preference that's you just fucking talking shit because you don't need to put nobody down but yeah it turned into this thing of people like telling her like oh like well were you expecting a compliment oh because she had like mentioned well i wasn't expecting compliments but it was still weird and that's a completely valid statement like it's not like you go on a date or like hang out with anyone expecting a compliment but like if you look good and you put in the effort to look good and someone doesn't even acknowledge it, that's kind of fucking rude. And it just kind of shows the way that they're going to be forever in the relationship. And why would you want to date someone that's not like uplifting you or making you feel sexy or cute all the time? Or not cute, I don't know, pretty, like an angel, beautiful queen. Like compliments are just fucking nice and it's really weird to withhold them. Like, especially if it looks like someone put in so much effort. Like, if you look at someone and, like, girls are beautiful. Imagine, like, meeting up with a girl and she looks fucking beautiful as fuck and not telling her. Like, that's just mad weird. I don't like that energy at all. And, of course, there was, like, weird-ass dudes talking about, like, well, I don't understand. Like, girls talk like they don't do their makeup or hair or like to look cute for us. They do it for themselves, so why should we compliment them? And it's like, bro, what planet are we on where, like, that's even a comment that you would say? Like, what makes you say that? It's stupid. Like, yes, girls like to look pretty for themselves, but that doesn't mean that if, like, a girl took the time to get all dolled up to hang out with you that you shouldn't compliment her. And, yeah, sometimes girls do get cute for the man or for a date, and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't take away from the fact that they do it for themselves as well, you know? Like, if I get ready, it's to feel cute and confident, but if I'm going on a date, it's also so that, like, he could think I'm cute. And, like, that's not being a pick-me. That's not doing something for a man. Like, it's okay to fucking look cute for someone and to, like, admit that, like, you went out of your way to look cute. Like, even if you're in a relationship, like, I like asking, like, oh, like, which outfit looks cuter or, like, what looks better with this? Like, how do you think my hair will look cuter this way or that way? It's not that, like, I'm, like, fucking Cassie status over here, like oh, you could dress me, like, you could tell me what to do, what to wear. It's not, like, on that type of fucking vibe. It's more of, like, I value your opinion, and I, and I like both of these options, but which one would you like to see me in? I think that's normal, and I think that's cute. So, yeah, that was just a weird comment for someone to make. Like, I don't know why, like, that girl saying that even became a whole thing, but, you know, the internet. 
I just think it's kind of hard for people to change. Like, some people are hardwired a certain way. And, like, whatever your love languages are, they just, that's what it is. And that's not to say that people can't change. But, I don't know, you have, you have to, like, kind of think about it. Like, say someone is just naturally good at math. And then somebody else, they're not naturally good at it. They have to fucking study really hard. And you both get A's on the test, right? But, like, what seems like it's going to be easier to maintain? Like, if we're taking it back to giving compliments in a relationship. Like, if it comes naturally to someone, that's going to just be something that happens on the regular. It's all good. Everyone's happy. Versus the other person that has to work hard at it and constantly remind themselves. Like, that's all nice and good. And, yeah, it might happen now and then. But... They're probably going to get burnt out and it's not going to last as long. Like, you got to think a long term. Years down the line, like, they're probably going to, like, forget or just, like, think that it's cool to stop now because you've been together for so long. And if your love language is, like, receiving compliments, just words of affirmation, then that's probably not someone you want to be with. And I think it's okay to realize that and especially on the first date and be like, I don't want to see this person anymore. Like, if you two are just fundamentally not on the same page, just built different, into different things, show your love completely in different ways, then the sooner you recognize that, the better. Because trying to make people change is really fucking hard. And sometimes it's not worth it. Like, a relationship should not have to be hard work like that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Okay, so I want to talk about this crazy-ass TikTok I saw, and I just screenshotted it. 
Um, I'm not going to tag the girl because it's kind of embarrassing. But it's just like her looking all sad. And she says, when you forgave him for cheating, set up his car insurance, filed his unemployment claims, paid his phone bill, made his lunch and dinner, took care of him while sick, applied to jobs, let him use my car, borrow money, make his appointments, fill out court papers, bought his family's presents for birthdays and Christmas, helped him in the field picking asparagus, apples and pears, and still had the audacity to say, you ruined my life. So this is very fucking specific down to the fruits she was helping him pick. This is very specific in general overall, but overall the sentiment I'm sure is very relatable for some women that have dated guys that want a mother, that want to make their girlfriend be like their mother in a sense. Like that shit is not okay and like those men will always have the audacity to fucking say some dumb shit like that and to cheat on you. Like she literally was like his mom. That shit is super super sad. I don't, like, it's embarrassing as hell, sending her all the love and healing, but, like, oh, that is when you gotta, like, really think about, like, girlfriend versus wife duties, and, like, let me stop myself and say, like, even as a wife, you shouldn't have to be doing all that bullshit at all, but as a girlfriend, you 100% should not be doing that shit. No, like, don't you want a man that is self-sufficient, that could stand up, that could do his own shit? Like, even, like, that meme, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen it, where it's, like, it's a joke, you know, but it just kind of ties into all this, where, like, the guy's food comes out wrong at the restaurant, and then it's, like, the girl having to tell the server to be, like, hey, his food's wrong because he can't do it himself. Which I understand. I'm also like that. I don't like to tell the servers that like my food is fucked up. Unless it's like royally fucked up. I'm not really saying anything. I don't know. But I'm just like saying metaphorically like you shouldn't have to be his fucking maid or like his secretary or like executive assistant. If you're doing all this, you know you could get paid mad money for being like an executive assistant to like a CEO or something like that. Cause that's basically what you're doing for free for like some man that ain't shit, clearly doesn't have a freaking car or like a job and like, no, like this is just horrible. Like please don't be doing no freaking quote unquote wife duties when you're just a girlfriend. Cause men like this will up and leave you for the next girl that's not even doing shit for him. Cause doing all this is not gonna keep him. And it sure as fuck is not gonna get his respect. He just thinks of you as a maid and he probably is only keeping you around because you're very, very convenient. You are better than this. And I hope she learned her lesson. And like, that's to the extreme, but I just, that really shook me up. Like, damn. Like, filed his unemployment claims, setting up his insurance. Like, ew. I, it, like, that's so much hard work. I'm too lazy to even do that shit for myself. Like, I'll do it if I have to. But, like, the thought of having to do it for someone else is so fucking, like, no. That is weaponized incompetence if I have ever seen it. Because a grown man is fully capable. Okay, so now I want to talk about a tweet I posted. And somebody was like, oh, you should talk about this. The tweet I posted was by at Ty Bunny. 
She said, y'all went from codependency to establishing hyper-independence to make up for it. Stop thinking extremism towards anything is healthy. The goal is healthy relationships and a healthy sense of self. That's it. Which, I mean, yeah, 100% right. It's all about balance in just every fucking aspect of life. Like, with this, like, codependency and hyper-independence spectrum. Like, it's not fucking good to be so dependent on someone that you can't fucking function without them but thinking that you can't accept someone else's help in a relationship like a dating phase or just like even in a friendship or like a work relationship any type of relationship like hyper independence is not okay it's okay to be independent but like when it gets to the point where like you're gonna be a martyr I think that's like the word for it right where you're just gonna do everything for yourself and then just like play victim like oh like oh look at me like I'm so like independent I'm so fucking tired I can't count on fucking nobody around here god everyone fucking sucks like I did it myself like that's just stupid because if you would have just asked for help I'm sure somebody would have helped you but at that point it's like you're doing that for just the attention and to just say, like, I'm so independent. Like, what is the point of, especially online, of being like, I'm so independent? It gives the same energy as, like, I'm such a nice guy or, like, whatever. And a lot of it is from trauma and being let down, but you gotta fucking deal with that shit. So this guy replied and he was like, you should touch on this if you haven't already. Part of the difficulty of dating in my 30s is a lot of women have become hyper-independent and seem completely closed off. And that definitely comes from trauma and then just like bringing it back to the last thing I was talking about, that TikTok. Sometimes when we get hurt being on one end of the spectrum, our reaction, our natural just like desire is to shoot to the complete opposite end. It's kind of hard to just let go and healthily move to the middle. That takes a lot more work and restraint than just letting go and shooting to the opposite end. So I think that's what that is. And I think especially the older you get, the more likely you have had more failed relationships and have become more jaded. So that's probably hard, especially like if you are a good guy trying to like just be with someone and just help them out of just being a genuine kind person. And then somebody maybe seeing it as like, oh no, they're trying to do this so that I could fall for them and then they're going to use me. Because sometimes that does happen where at the beginning of a relationship, someone is doing all these things, love bombing, and then they withdraw that to kind of like keep a hold on you and then go to this toxic cycle where you're fighting and trying to get back to that and you know that they could do it because they showed you that at the beginning. So you really have to know like who you're dealing with and what have they been through so that you could be patient. But as, like, the person that's going through these things, like, you have to be real with yourself because, like, people don't deserve to deal with your trauma responses forever. Like, you have to help yourself. You have to want to fix yourself. Like, you can't be in a victim mindset forever, as easy as that may be. Like, not easy, but it's just a lot more work to pull yourself forward and get out of that. So, I think for... The guy, how he's asking or if you are in his position at all where you're dealing with somebody that's completely hyper-independent and closed off, I think really it just takes patience and communication, but mostly consistency. Like if you really like someone, just let them know that you are there to help. And when you do say you're going to help, come through. 
Because as soon as, like, you say you're going to do something and you don't, for somebody that has dealt with someone that let them down in the past, that's going to trigger them into, like, pulling away immediately. Because that's, like, a sign. Like, it's a red flag for them. They're like, oh, yep, that's exactly what the fuck I thought he was going to do. So when your body has been in, like, a constant state of fight or flight like that, and then, like, one little quote-unquote red flag that maybe might not be a red flag pops up, someone's gonna react fucking crazy from that. They're gonna overreact, or it could seem like an overreaction, but for them, it's like they're just trying to protect themselves. So that's why, like, I think consistency is, like, the number one, like, most important thing you can do in a relationship to build trust and to rebuild trust. Like, if you are in a relationship where one of you fucked up and you need to rebuild that trust, consistency is gonna do that. I don't think, like, anything else works better than that. Because in order to, like, let go and let your guard down again with someone, you have to know that you are safe with them and that you could trust them. And if you're flaky or you fall back on your word all the time, then ain't nobody gonna freaking trust you. And I just saw this TikTok too, and I don't have it, so my numbers are gonna be off, but it was basically saying, like, for every, like, bad thing that someone says to you in a relationship or, like, a bad experience, that to make up for it, you need, like, five good experiences or five good things said to you to make up for it. So, like, if you are flaky five times... That means you need to do 25 good things to make up for it, to make the other person, like, feel safe with you again. That's a lot. So maybe just be consistent in the first place instead of digging yourself in a hole and wondering why the other person is, like, I don't know. So, yeah, bringing it back to this guy and his question, just consistency. Like, if it's a new relationship, just, like, be about your word. Like, a man of their word is everything. Like, knowing you can count on something that someone says Someone that's like a self-starter and holds themselves accountable when they fuck up. That's huge. But other than that, just patience because it does take time if you're dealing with someone that has been through it. Alright, and then one more thing I want to add is from last week's episode when I was talking about hookup culture for the post-nut clarity episode. I don't remember if I said it or not. I kind of just like remembered before I started recording this. It was like in my notes is like with hookup culture and all that and like the way I think people need to be more careful with like the partners that they pick even if it's just a casual thing especially if it's just a casual thing is like just keep in mind the whole body count issue and how that's actually still a topic these days like grown men grown fucking men that know better still bring up body count so why would you want to sleep with guys When you know guys give a fuck about body count. If you're going to sleep with someone, make sure it's a guy that respects himself. So if it's a guy that thinks that a girl's value decreases after she fucks him, that means he doesn't respect himself and he's probably gross. Because, you know, like, why would you think somebody's gross for sleeping with you? Makes no fucking sense. So if you're going to hoe around, pick someone that obviously doesn't give a fuck about body count. So if a guy asks you your body count immediately no red flag run the other way he doesn't deserve you all right guys thanks so much for tuning in make sure to follow me at simpin after dark on instagram tiktok and twitter you can check out the hoodies on simpinafterdark.com and shout out to wild seven studios i've been recording at home but they still are holding me down 
and doing other things behind the scenes for me so shout out to them go check out wild seven studios on youtube for a lot of dope content amigas is also on there if you haven't checked out the spanish telenovela that i was in you can find that there have a beautiful night beautiful day beautiful rest of your week and i will see you guys next time bye